Sister Lucia of Fatima said, There is no problem, I tell you, no matter how difficult it is, that we cannot solve by the prayer of the Holy Rosary. Our sponsor of today's episode is a firm believer of these words. Choose Life is a small Catholic business whose mission is to equip all Catholics with rosaries for life. And they mean it. They have silicone rosaries for babies and beautiful gemstone and wooden rosary bracelets for adults. They have a rosary for everyone. The silicone rosaries are amazing because they're 100% safe and babies absolutely love them. Imagine seeing your little one totally loving on a rosary made just for them. It's literally like seeing your baby hold hands with our mother Mary. And the rosary bracelets for adults, so beautiful and so well made. A really neat feature of the rosary bracelet is their bookmark crucifix charm. If you don't have time to get through a whole rosary at once, no worries. Simply use the charm to hold your place until you can come back to it. You need to check out out, choose life. They just released their fall collection, which features new limited edition products. You do not want to miss it. Be sure to head over to their website, www.chewslife.com. That's chooselife.com and use the code abide10 to get 10% off your purchase. We hope you enjoy this episode. Hi, and welcome to season 10 of the Abiding Together podcast. We are so excited to have you with us this season. Abiding Together is a place where you can find connection, rest, and encouragement on your journey with Jesus Christ. My name is Sister Miriam James Heidland, and every week I am joined by two of my dearest friends, Heather Kim and Michelle Benzinger. We talk about our life with Christ. We talk about big things, small things, beautiful things, sorrowful things. We laugh, we cry, you'll fit right in. (laughs) You are most welcome here, so please, Grab a cup of coffee, settle in, and welcome home. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Biting Together podcast. We are in season 10, ladies. Season 10. Here we go. Episode two. If you didn't hear last week, we want to invite you to listen to our begin again episode and we have amazing things happening in a couple of weeks. We can't tell you yet, but it's just so incredibly wonderful. We can't I just we can't, can't wait. wait. We're bursting. <laughs> bursting, but not telling anybody. We're not gonna, we can't tell you. There was a couple of people we told and they were like, mm-hmm. you can't tell anybody or something bad might happen. No, very something very <laughs> bad. Something you may never have coffee again on the side That's of heaven right. if you tell anybody. Right. We will know. We will know if you do. That's so. right. So just, you know, wonderful things are afloat and that are happening, that are unfolding, that you will find out as our listeners very soon enough, but we're so excited. So yeah. Michelle, how was life? You were at a recent football game, girl. You and a hundred thousand of your closest friends do tell. I was, I just got back. I am tired people. (laughs) Not in college anymore? What? (laughs) I know. We actually took one of my sons for a college visit to FSU. Tallahassee is only like three hours away from us. And my husband is a graduate of Notre Dame. So we got to go to the Notre Dame FSU game. And, you know, I have a deep abiding love for college football. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. it was awesome. And the Irish pulled off a W at the very end, miraculously. So it was good, but I felt like we got done with the game. My husband and I both felt like we went, got, went through a war. We're like, he's like, our shoulders were tense and all this. I'm like, okay, what is the mantra? We cannot base our happiness on 18 to 22 year old college boys. People, I have to remind myself that every day, every year, I have to remind myself that. Mm-hmm. Yes. And you guys won. You got your money's worth because that game, I mean, that game went into overtime. Seriously, it was good. It was it really was. good. It was. It was really interesting, though. We got to watch the Notre Dame players come in, you know, when they get off the bus and come in. And I was mm-hmm. right in the front and I was oh, standing fine. next to this woman and her son 
came over and like literally enveloped her in this huge hug over me. It was hugging her and it was the cutest thing. And it was just a good memory. Like these are people's boys, you know, like, yeah. but he's like, hi mama. Hi mom. And he was looked like a little boy and he was huge mm-hmm. and he looked like a little boy, but it was so good. It was just a really fun atmosphere. Mm. And our Bishop and a bunch of the priests were there and a shout out to the two, our sisters that were there. And oh, it was just it was a good time had by all. So I'm very thankful. And so, I loved getting your little videos and pictures because I felt like yeah. you were trying to live vicariously through. I know we were. Like, Heather without, and I were the like, exhaustion, uh, without the exhaustion. Without the exhaustion. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I went to bed like at 830. So I was like, <laughs> you go, like, you sorry. do that thing. I'm sure it's wonderful. Uh-huh. I know. I was like, I'm not used to staying up this late anyway, but it was all good. I was, I was looking for you in the crowd. I didn't see you though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was there mm-hmm. in my glory. Yeah. So how are y'all? kids have started school. So there's like some routine in life again, mm-hmm. which is really nice to have. And mm-hmm. I'm feeling ready for some bonfire weather. Our what? fire bans haven't lifted yet, not until October 1st, but I'm, I'm feeling the fall vibes coming in already mm-hmm. <laughs> while you're still roasting. And Texas, sister, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to say that. you're like, I'm living in a fire. I want you to know, Heather Kim, that I went to Hobby Lobby today and for 30 minutes I was in fall and then I left and it was oh. 150 degrees outside. I was like, mm-hmm. so. We always talk about that. But anyway, that's why I love fall. But I just, you know, that's, that is life, dear friends. So, well, speaking of, we're going to talk about today, we are going to discuss the topic of ever ancient, ever new changing seasons. So no pun intended. We love you, Hobby Lobby. It just never changes there except for Christmas and fall. That's pretty much all they have there. Mm-hmm. But uh, we're going to use the quote from our scripture quote from Ecclesiastes chapter three. Verses one to two, uh, something that we're, it's a very common uh, scripture passage that we're all very familiar with. And, and we're just going to dive into that today. And it says, there is an appointed time for everything, a time for every affair under the heavens, a time to give birth, a time to die, a time to plant and a time to uproot the plant. And from Psalm 102, uh, Psalm 102 verses 26 to 28. Of old you laid the earth's foundations. The heavens are the work of your hands. They perish, but you remain. They all wear out like a garment, like clothing. You change them and they are changed, but you are the same. Your years have no end. And that interesting paradox of, of, of God is ever ancient, ever new. And we've talked about everybody talks about this new normal or we're talking about going back to normal. There's always kind of like a rage and all kinds of circles about what does that really mean? And can we ever do that? And I I was thinking of the saying this morning that, you know, the more things change, the more they stay the same and what goes around comes around. And one of our uh, sisters, her grandmother is a hundred years old Mm. and she was sharing with us that she was helping her grandmother moved into her mom's house. And I I just was and her, her grandmother still up, gets up and around has a walker. You still, I, I just like, could you imagine a hundred years of what you've seen in life. I mean, just that woman, the story she would have, she was a, what do they call the girls that you, that were worked for the military in world war two, like the rivet girls or whatever the yes, ones that were like, yes, yes, she was one of those. She mm. went through the depression. She, I oh mean, you gosh. just think of, and now, and she said she knows how to FaceTime and she has an iPad. She knows how to FaceTime. I'm like, <laughs> I want to meet your grandmother. But I just, you think of, yeah, just how things change. And so also the expectations that we have of change and then the things that don't seem to change. So I, we're going to dive into there, but for you, Michelle, as you kind of think about this topic and as you put together some of these show notes, what what's on your heart here as we dive into this? I think we were all expecting, okay, like when things happen, we were all going to go back to a new normal, like a new normal, like it will be, it would be new, but we would go back to some of the things that we were used to, like finding rhythms. But what we're finding now is that, even with 
some things are going back to the same, but in a lot of places, COVID is running rampant again. Yeah. There's different variants. There's a lot of things going on in the world front. There's been an earthquake in Haiti. There's been things in Afghanistan. And these are just from the United States view, but actually as a whole world view, there's multiple things going on in different countries. And so it feels, I think we've talked about this before on the podcast, and I think it's different now because we can see everything in real time you know, because of social media and the news and it's constant. But I was thinking about it, but the Lord hasn't changed. He is still sovereign. He still knew everything was going to happen in this time. And not only did he know everything was going to happen, he appointed us for such a time as this. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking to myself the other day, I was like, Lord, you knew that in this time of history, I would be here. You knew that these would be my children. You knew that these mm -hmm. were the situations they would have. You knew this is where I would be. But you have a way. You had made a way. In your presence is fullness of joy. Like in your presence is fullness of joy. Mm -hmm. So the gospel mandate has not changed. Go and make disciples has not changed. <laughs> yes. The sovereignty of the Lord hasn't changed. Even though the externals feel chaotic, how do we really root ourselves in that, that He is sovereign? He is steady, but yet he is doing something new. So it's living mm -hmm. in that tension once again. And it feels, I don't know about you, but I think it feels heightened right now. Everything feels a little bit heightened mm -hmm. and just a little bit overwhelming. So how do we lean into this presence of the Lord when all, everything feels like a whirlwind? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's so true. One of the songs that's been like rolling around in my mind a lot lately is an older one from United Pursuit called Seasons Change. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Michael Ketterer, whatever. He's he's so great. But anyway, the song the the lyrics to that song, at one part it just like it says, Lord, you've been faithful to plant the seeds and you'll be faithful to always send your rain. And then he just keeps singing over and over again, though the seasons change, your love remains, your love mm. remains. And I'm like, this, it, it has just been in my heart, like rolling around this praise and this song, because, you know, we just had to cancel our men's retreat again oh. <laughs> for the second time. Two months ago, we talked about this and I was like, we, we are not going to cancel this retreat. There's no way we're on the up and up. Everything's going great. You know, everything's reopening. There's no way we're going to be going backwards by October. And here we are, you know, going backwards. And at least where I am anyway, things are starting to shut down again in some some places. But I was like, Lord, you already knew. You already knew that this was going to happen. And and this isn't stuff that we can, can control. But Lord, what do you want us to do? Like in the place where you have us right now with open hands, like for the things that are being lost and taken away, what do you want to do? Because you're still planting seeds and you're still watering ground here. Mm -hmm. And I just had like this experience this morning or last night where I noticed some fruit from something that I've been tilling this soil for a long time in mm -hmm. a relationship. And the fruit just came out suddenly, mm -hmm. but it was so apparent to me. And I was like, whoa, like, look at that. Like, I just, like, you never know when a new sprout is going to come up through the ground with what God has been watering where you can't see anything for so long. So there was just a sense of like deep hope, even in my heart. Like, yeah, there's lots of things that are being taken away and things are changing and out of our control and messy and hard and violent in some places. Yet the Lord is still moving and there's still new life that's springing up from the ground that that we don't expect and that we can't mm. see. And there was just like so much hope in my heart. I was like, Lord, I have no idea what you have in store for this season. Right now, what's apparent is that some things are being taken away. But just help my eyes to see and my heart to be open to what new things are going to spring up from the ground, from this 
you know, the fallowness that's happening here, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. it was really beautiful mm-hmm. actually. Isn't that so stunning because a bit a year ago or even two months ago, if that fruit you'd have been like, there's no way that's going to happen yeah, or any mm-hmm. or anytime sure. soon. For sure. Oh, that's so stunning. Yeah. I, I, you I, never know when it's right around the corner. It's right. <laughs> like I, I just keeps coming to me all the time. I'm like, hang on, Heather and people hang on. You never know. Mm-hmm. when the good fruit's going to pop and it might be right around the corner. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I agree with you. I think it's so easy for us to make agreements with hopelessness mm-hmm. and make agreements with powerlessness and make agreements with, with death really in a sense saying, Oh, this is never going to change. This is, can never be resurrected. And I, you know, we have no idea how God is work. He's always working, always working, mm-hmm. like you're saying, and we have no idea. And I think that is one of the things uh, that has been difficult for planet Earth in these last year and a half is that it's the goalposts are always changing and you're not really sure what to do. And the thing you think you can trust or can rest on, you can't because then it's taken away or that's changed or people see people are seeing things in their countries that they've never seen before and they never thought they would ever see. And it's it's scary to a lot of people. And it's so, yeah, it's like such a quandary of well, then what does our hope rest upon? You know, what, what does, does our hope rest upon? And I, one of my favorite scripture passages is actually from Jeremiah verse six sixteen. And I think about this a lot. It's in one of our daytime, it's in the office of read, or it's in the, the midday prayer for, for the, for their breviary. But it says this, it says, this is what the Lord says. Stop at the crossroads and look around, mm-hmm. ask for the old godly way and walk in it, travel its path and you will find rest for your souls or ask for the, another translation is ask for the ancient path, ask where the good way is and walk in it mm-hmm. and you will find rest for your souls. And there are certain things in life because God is ever ancient, ever new things that do not change that, that are timeless, that human beings will always have a human nature. God's nature will not change. There will always be a way of virtue. There will always be truth, goodness, and beauty. Those things mm-hmm. are never changing. Mm-hmm. And in places where society seems to want to redefine everything and, and tell us that everything is malleable and everything is flowing and everything is changing. It's not. And so we have to be very discerning in our life and to really understand who God is and who we are. So then we can cling to what is eternal and allow God to transform the places that need to be transformed. Mm-hmm. And I love that what you said, like go look for the ancient path. So what are the ancient paths? The paths are, and I think this is one of the beauties of being Catholic, you know, rooting ourselves in scripture and tradition, mm-hmm. you know, like how am I rooting myself in scripture today? How am I rooting myself in the sacraments today? Like those are two things that we know we can anchor ourselves in. And then I always love to say in Holy Spirit, where are you moving? Where yes. are you moving and become yep. tangible for me to see? That's great. Don't let me miss it. Let me be present mm-hmm. to it. And it's so funny. I was thinking about a couple of different situations in life, and I was like, I want to change that. I want to change that too. I want to change that mm-hmm. person. This stinks too. Like, let, let me give you my litany, Lord, of all things that I think you should change. Mm-hmm. And I came across a quote I actually posted on my social media today that we had done for something for Greenhouse from Dorothy Day. And it says, the older I get, the more I meet people, the more convinced I am that we must only work on ourselves to grow in grace. The only thing we could do about people is to love them. And I was like, and it was so funny because sister, the Lord brought me into Jeremiah also about, because my word is like Lorian and fallow, you know, Mm -hmm. and it says, break up your fallow ground. Do not waste your seed among the thorns. And it's like Jeremiah four, three. 
Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, Lord, do not let me plant seeds in places that are thorns. Let me plant seeds in where am I spending my time? Where's my focus? Where is my gaze? Let me plant seeds on places like you were saying, Heather, that will bear fruit. Even yeah. though sometimes, y'all, that fruit takes a long time. Some of that it fruit does. likes, likes mm-hmm. years and years. Um, but don't let me plant it among thorns. Like, mm-hmm. keep me vigilant. And I really feel like this is for such a time as this is really like the 10 virgin parable mm-hmm. in the New Testament. Like, are we filling our lanterns and our lights with oil, the oil of the Lord? Because I'm not saying that Jesus is coming back tomorrow. I'm totally well, fine. He could. You just he, never know. He He's never ancient, ever new. Every ancient, ever new. And I'm porch. totally fine if he could, did. But... I want to be ready. I don't like to be in the dark. So <laughs> literally, yes. Mm-hmm. What about you, Heather? Yeah, I think like a lot of the upheaval and things, it it does. Well, there's, there's several things that can happen. Either you fall into despair and that really becomes almost like a vacuum, like a black hole mm-hmm. where you just get, it's like, it's almost like you can't hear anything that's good, hopeful. Like you just feel the weight almost like suffocating darkness and and that can happen and there's ways to get out of that you know like we can say in the name of Jesus like you know I just reclaim like goodness and light and God I welcome your presence here and come and dispel the darkness like there there are things that we can just open wide the door to the light again we don't have to stay there but at the same time you can also be drawn into a position of being like wow Lord like I'm seeing what's most important Amen. Actually, there's a clarity Mm -hmm. that can also come if we allow Mm -hmm. ourselves to experience that of like, okay, some things are being taken away. Is it really that important in the grand scheme of things? Like when I look at the big picture, when I step outside and I look up and I have a kingdom perspective that only God can bring, like what is the most important? My people that you've entrusted to me to love well. Jesus, you are most important. And mm-hmm. and how am I to love those that you've entrusted to me? You know, heaven is my home. This isn't my home. Like just like that kind of clarity can come when stuff starts to get stripped away, especially control and stability. When that gets stripped away, it's like, well, what are the gifts that God wants to give us in this place of being uncomfortable mm-hmm. and where things are being shaken up? I'm like, I hope that there is a shaking going on within mm-hmm. my own heart within the church, within the world, where there's a sifting of like, bring to the surface, Lord, like what is the most important? Bring the gold, you know, let us see these these gold pieces that are here that have been maybe covered up by a lot of debris. So I'm welcoming that right now mm-hmm. in this season. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. How about you, sister? I agree. And I appreciate this quote that you added, Michelle, from St. Therese, that's our girl. And she says, uh, it's just, it's so great. It's what we're all talking about. She's this like, one he, wrecked, wrecked oh, it's so good, well, isn't it? So she says, if he destroys my little plans, I kiss his adorable hand. It is because he wants to realize his own, which are more beautiful anyways than those which I could have made for myself. If he permits a very beautiful success from my viewpoint, thank you again. <laughs> and I think we'd all have rather prefer the beautiful success, but yeah. I love that she said, if he destroys my little plans, mm-hmm. because they they are little because we're little and and we so often think we know or we think we know what's best for somebody or we think we really know what's best for us even many times or I, it's just like oh gosh it's it's I'm those are very crucifying moments when the, our plans and especially the ones that go deep in our heart of of the places where it feels like we've been crushed or the hopes that we had have been dashed or we've been 
laboring and a part of our life for a long time. And all of us have those places in our heart where we've been praying for something for a long Mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. And here we are again, seemingly back at square one, or we have a relationship where it seems like that. And, And we've been praying and fasting and offering for somebody else. And it just, it seems like nothing's happening. And those are, oh, those are such hard places. It's, those are such hard places where I think the Holy Spirit really invites us to to dig deep and to be very honest about the grief and the lamentation that those things evoke and also to to choose to surrender uh, to surrender over and over and over and over again and I tell you in my own life I never regret surrendering mm-hmm. I always regret trying to grasp and manipulate and control I will always regret that but I never regret surrendering to Jesus and not like, Oh, I don't really care, Lord, but like, Lord, this really matters to me. And I don't know what to do about it. And this is crucifying me, but I'm just going to place this on the altar. And I just, I need your help. I'm like, sometimes I'm crying when I do it, but mm-hmm. I never regret that. And I'm, and it's going back and we talk about this later in the season. Cause we actually recorded all out of order this, this <gasps> season. I know shocker, but like I was thinking about this, like the sweetness of surrender, but like the first, like, our trust pleases him so much like that yes. we trust in his goodness and that he knows better than we do. And just even recently, like a situation, like a piece of land and property came up for us that just fell out of the sky. And this is ideal, exactly what we wanted and the location we wanted by people that we wanted all the things. And then I'm looking at it, doing all things. And then someone else puts a contract it, on it right away. And I was like, okay, Lord, is this some kind of sick joke? Like, it was like that little carrot. You feel like he's dangling in front of you. And I was like, that's my land, you know? Mm -hmm. And, but it was so interesting after I threw my like 10 to 15 minute hissy fit, which is relatively um, in the scheme of things, a really limited time. I'm really proud of you. Thank you. That was slow. Um, But (laughs) I realized, okay. I'm going to trust in your goodness. And you showed this to me for a reason because you wanted to like, it lit a desire in my heart for both my husband and I, that there's something there. So I'm going to trust in your goodness. I'm going to trust in your plan. And I'm going to just keep on leaning in and pray, Lord, you have land for us that you want to possess. You put this desire in your heart. You are good. You provide. Mm -hmm. You are Jehovah Mm Jireh. So I'm just going to keep on going, even though I have no idea what you're doing. And one of the biggest things that I say over and over especially last two to three years, I have no idea what you're doing, but I do know who you are. Mm-hmm. And I know you yeah, are good. Amen. And I know yeah. you're faithful. And I know that you provide. And I know that you have goodness and not harm for me. And I know that even if something bad happens, you will bring goodness out of it. And I just have to keep on reminding myself. But it's like training yourself and trusting yourself. And But I realized as soon as I got done going through that whole range of emotions and litany, there's a sweetness that comes with surrender. There's a sweetness and exhale says, I'm putting it in your hands and I don't have to do this anymore. You know, I don't have to manipulate this. I don't have to make yes. it happen. I have to lean into the ease and your grace. I don't have to make it happen on my own. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, if anything, the last couple of years have taught us is, you know, control is just an illusion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <It's true. laughs> and his sovereignty is the only thing that we can trust. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what I love too, Michelle, about what you were saying was like the submission of your emotions mm-hmm. to the truth. Yep. It's not that your emotions didn't have a place. Mm-hmm. They and do. I didn't suppress them. Could, yeah. Yep. Yeah. You yep. could feel them all, mm-hmm. you know, but they were still submitted to the truth. Like when you're saying like, I know that you're good. I know that you're the provider. I know that you will come through, that you have good things in store. So it's like allowing your emotions to sit there under the, under the reign of that truth, which is so vitally important. 
and like an incredible discipline that I think all three of us have been cultivating over the last several years yeah. is, that's been bearing so much fruit for all of us, right? Mm -hmm. Because when we allow the emotions to take over and drive everything, that's when yeah. the truth just goes right out the window. Then mm -hmm. you start hearing like the, well, I guess this means I need to figure it out on my own. God, like if you're not going to provide for it, then I got to hustle and figure this out. Mm -hmm. Okay, fine. I'll just do it. You know, or you're not going to come through for me or you don't have good things for me. You know, that's where our emotions will often lead if we let them just like have free reign without being submitted to the truth. So I love that. I love that part. Mm. I think it's always the both and. Bishop Barron likes to talk about that. It is the, the both and. Yeah. Yes, it is not either or. And most of the time we live as we live as either or, but it truly is the both and. Like you both are beautifully saying, how do you honor your heart and your emotions and what they're saying to you and what you really believe, versus the truth of, of what of who God is. Like the, the, he, there is a time for all things, and there's a time to plant, and there's a time to build, and there's a time to to tear down. There's a time to die. There's a you know, and as we talk and there about, there is a time to dance. There is oh yes, Put there loose. is. Put loose. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Heather, put sorry, that on the sorry, list of inviting together karaoke. Yeah. Yes. Sorry. And yeah. so, which you will sing all the songs it's, at a later date. Okay, go ahead, sister. I, I was going to, I was just going to tie it up in a bow before we go into our one things, but my goodness, <laughs> you just tie that up right there. I mean, is that, I looked did at the I, list. Did I, or did Kevin Bacon tie that up? <laughs> did I, we're all, we're all related to him. Seven degrees or whatever, six degrees, whatever. Uh, did, is that your one thing? Are you going to dance for us? I mean, is it, we've been with you this whole time and you're going to do Footloose? Really? She I mean, I, that's what I heard. Is that? I am some things, but I'm not a dancer. <laughs> that is for certain. <laughs> but there's always hope, Heather. That's what we're talking about today. It's like ever ancient, ever new. Come on, girl. Come on. Oh, no. Michelle, we all know you're the dancer. Yeah. yeah. But then you're the singer. Will you sing for us, She's Heather? Come dancer. on, Heather. Come on. <laughs> We love it. You guys are dead. <laughs> we love it. Yeah. So I wonder, dear friends, as we do just gently transition from uh, into our one things, but I wonder for each of us as we listen, I think we're all thinking of things. I know as you guys are talking, I'm thinking of things in my own life, of, of the sovereignty of God, uh, of the places that he is bringing new things and where he's asking me to be very honest uh, of what I understand and, and the places of my own heart and and also very honest about who he is. And I, I think all of us could probably name a place in our life where like, that's exactly what the Lord is doing in my life right now. And will we allow him and his sovereignty and his beauty and his timelessness and his eternality of, will we allow him to continue to bring us into his heart to bring us home? Cause that's where we belong. That's awesome. Good stuff. We shall ponder that. So friends, would we like to talk about our one things? Heather Kim, since we know it's not Footloose, whatever, we'll just start with you. But <laughs> very, I don't know. Okay. Well, definitely check out that song, Seasons Change, mm -hmm. which I was mentioning uh, mm -hmm. by United Pursuit. But also my one thing, my main thing right now is ID Intentional Disciples Ministry um, with Pete Burek and Rachel Herbeck, nice. our dear friend, Debbie Herbeck's daughter, rock star, both of them, Pete mm -hmm. and Rachel, love these two. They have an incredible young adult ministry that you can access online. They have challenges going on where you get vid access to videos and teachings from amazing people that you just will want to sit at their feet and listen and learn and who want to disciple you. So check that out. It is intentionaldisciples.com. And you can check out the link and more info in our show notes. Shelly B, what's yours? One thing. Okay. Well, in true fashion to get us back into the rhythm, I have two one things this week. My first one is from our dear, dear friend, Jean Montricelli, and it is Our Lady 
of podcast. It is a new podcast that he has developed about the different titles of Mary. And it is so good. And I just have to tell you, there would be no Abiding Together podcast without Gene. This was his um, brainchild to get the three of us together. And he was the one that produced it and edited it at the very beginning. And we are just so indebted to him. Yes. So so yeah, his podcast, Our Lady of the Podcast, he has different titles of Mary, Mirror of Justice, Refuge of Sinners, Cause of Our Joy. It is so good. So take a listen. All of the links will be in our show notes. And my second one thing is a book called Man Your Post by dear friends of ours, Carrie and Wayne Daunt. And the Ford is by Scott Hahn on virtues of St. Joseph. And it's real men living, attempting to live these virtues out. And two of the men happen to be my husband, Chris Benzinger, and Heather's husband, Yay. Jake Kim, and dear friends of ours, Dr. Bob Schutz, um, Andrew Lawbacher. There is one by Patrick Lencioni, a great business leader, and all different types of men living, attempting to live out the virtues of St. Joseph and real stories mm-hmm. about their... Um, attempt to do that. So it was really cool. And for all of our listeners, there is a 20% off discount code for that book. It's a great book for the men in your life. And once again, those will all be in our show mm, notes. That's a good, that'd be a great gift for the guy in your life. Yes. Yeah. It'd be awesome, which is so hard to get gifts for men. I think that would be mm. awesome. So there you go. Mm-hmm. There you go. Sister, mm-hmm. we're on the edge of our seat. Well, my one thing for the week is I, my mom has a dear friend who's into naturopathic healing. My mom is too. So when I, my mom was, I was visiting my mom this summer. Her friend recommended that we drink rosehip tea, ladies. Now, do you know anything about rosehip tea? I will spare no, you my no, TED talk. I, I've educated oh, okay. myself deeply on rosehip. So rosehips are the bulb after the, after the flower is spent, if you don't cut your roses and you let them go into the fall, right underneath the bloom, I'm showing you, you can't see me. That's okay. But like there's, there's a bulb that grows and after that grows nice and red and after the first frost you can actually take those and clip them off and then you peel you don't eat the seed the seed is actually very scratchy to your throat but you can peel off the the peel around it and you can brew it you can go to probably whole foods or any any nature health food store and buy them dried but rose hips have anywhere from 18 to 50 times more vitamin c than citrus does come on Yes. So you can make, I was, I just watched watching YouTube videos on rose hips and they used to make it in world. One of the world wars when there was citrus was in short supply, they would make rose hip syrup to give people so they wouldn't, you know, suffer from lack of vitamin C. And so it has a nice flavor to it too. So you can, like I said, you can go to any place and do that. But, um, yeah, it was just a nice little find. And so my mom and I are educating ourselves. Now my mother's like coveting other people's roses in their front yard. <laughs> She's like, after the first frost, I'm like, mom, you're going to get shot. Like, don't be going into people's yards, cutting off their roses, you know, but she'll text first me randomly frost. and says, I found some new rose hips. I'm like, just stop. <laughs> That is awesome. I love it. So you put one teaspoon of dried, say dried rose hips to one cup of tea and just let it steep. And you can refill that cup several times a day, or you can make iced tea out of it. So if you could make it like a pitcher and just, and put it in like a satchel, like the, the rose hips in a satchel and you, it'll keep for several days in your fridge. And you can just have one cup at a time. It's a nice flavor and it's tons of vitamin C. And there you go. There you go. My mom has new rose garden. Okay. You know, I won't do that, but will you come to my house and do it for me, sister? Yes. <laughs> the Thank next you. time I see both of you, we will go and we will get some. I'll bring some and I'll make you some. It's just fire. It's very nice. So yes, just always trying to help you. All right. I'm into it. Mm -hmm. Thanks for sharing that. Well, dear friends, uh, where is the Lord revealing himself to you in your life is ever ancient, ever new. Uh, for there is a time for all things, right? And the Lord is the one who sovereignly uh, brings us closer to him at all moments. So thank you for joining us this week. And until next week, we will be abiding together. God bless you. Have a wonderful week. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you liked it, would you please share it with a friend? 
We encourage you to head over to our website, abidingtogetherpodcast.com, where you can find all the show notes, links to our one things, transcripts, group discussion questions for each episode, and beautiful mugs, t-shirts, journals, and prints on our shop. There you can also subscribe to receive our weekly email with links to each new episode and all of the content. We'd love to connect on social media and invite you to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter so you can catch inspiring reflections every day. You're also welcome to join our private Facebook group and dive deeper into discussions with our fellow listeners. If the podcast has blessed you, would you prayerfully consider financially supporting us? The Abiding Together podcast is only available due to the generous support of our listeners. There are significant costs associated with creating this content, such as tech support, design, website, equipment, and hired staff that we need to be able to continue offering great content to you. Abiding Together is a nonprofit 501c3, and all donations are tax deductible. You can make donations of any amount through a website called Patreon, or you can send us a check directly if that's easier for you. If you donate $15 or more per month on our Patreon page, you become a tribe member and you will receive bonus content every month, such as short videos, recipes, playlists, downloadable prints, and more. You can find all the information about Patreon at patreon.com forward slash abiding together podcast. Thank you and God bless you.